All right. Hello. I'm your host, Christine, and I am here with my friend Nate and his girlfriend, Leslie, and we're here to discuss being new parents, how it affects their relationship, and what they do and can do to make sure it stays healthy and enjoyable. Fuck it. Let's talk. Hi, guys. (laughs) Hey, uh, Chris. Hello, hello. Thanks for having us. Yes, I'm really excited. I have known Nate quite a long time. We play a lot of video games together, which I'm sure will be another episode coming up because (laughs) I freaking love them. Leslie has tried, right, with Among Us? We've tried. I'm not addicted, but (laughs) I play on my phone. So uh, there's that. <laughs> Among Us is very, very popular. She's I think we played it one time together. I haven't played it in a while, but it's a fun time. It's a fun time. It's okay. You don't have to be addicted here. All right. So let's start with, like, of course, the most obvious question, which is what is the biggest change you had to adjust to when having a new child? Not sleeping. There's. <laughs> Not having freedom just to do whatever we want to do when we want to. Yeah, we we take turns, so it's been a team effort, you know, because we both, I think we're both late sleepers. Yeah, that's been kind of the adjustment is that as soon as Leon wakes up, we've just taken turns. Okay, it's your turn to go get him now. <laughs> so helping each other out that way has been has been a blessing. It's yeah. been nice. Yeah, it definitely, like, it is crucial, I think, to have good communication like that, because fights in the middle of the night. (laughs) Did you? Did you do that? Oh, no. What happened? We already did that. (laughs) Early in the morning. Early in the morning. I don't know. Sometimes we just, our house don't stay the cleanest all the time. And sometimes I leave stuff around. Actually, a lot of the time I leave stuff around. She gets frustrated. So I got you. You know, one thing comes to another after a while. Do. She gets fed up with it. And she gets mad. But she do stuff too, though. Um, well, our biggest adjustment has definitely you can take been over. sleep. And with that, obviously, we are just brain fog is a real thing. Not only with moms, new moms, I think both new dads. Oh yeah. So we we both I think gotten to that point where we're just so tired that every little thing kind of sets either one of us off, and we have you know in the middle of the night we have had like little, not even just in the middle of the night, but anytime we've <laughs> you know gotten on each other's nerves. Yeah. And it's like okay, I'm sorry, I just needed to get all of that out of my system and. We, you know, I should preface this with Nate and I have only been dating for two, two and a half years now. So I was going to bring that still, up. Yeah. Yeah. We're still learning each other. Mm-hmm. We're still, this is our first time living with, with each other. And so we both have, we're both great teammates. We're both great partners, but we also have different ways of going about things, housework, what have you. So it, <clears throat> that's just an adjustment in itself. And then, you know, you add Leon into the mix. And so being a new parent, it's stressful. And then, yeah. Like what a better challenge, right? To, t- <laughs> to have like a new relationship, <laughs> new-ish. Ultimate. Yeah, because you two started like long distance, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. How was yes, that? We did. It's been beautiful. I think we met, we started chatting online and then we finally met in person. The summer I came home to the U.S. from Taiwan, 
So we were together like physically for two weeks. And then I went back to Taiwan for a full school year <clears throat> and then moved in with him when I moved back to the States that, that next summer. So it's, you know, it's been wonderful and he's an amazing person and I'm really blessed by him. So, and then Leon was just an extra surprise, of course. Yeah, so. yeah, absolutely. I mean, I had my kid and Nate was all like, man, I wonder when I'm going to have a baby and like, what's that's like? But I think that oh, that's like... Yeah beautiful that you guys you know had long distance and you were able to keep it going and then came together like that that really is super awesome i agree yeah so you're talking about you know like the differences you know how you guys go about different things like housework and also you know maybe stuff in the middle of the night so like did you have any expectations <laughs> about being a parent like were any of those expectations broken when you actually became one you first night i know what I didn't know what to expect, to be honest. I just knew that, you know, the regular, not a single person, but like, you know, I guess couple without a kid, luxuries are going to disappear. I really wasn't too worried about like being tired. It was more or less like, I guess I didn't do anything before <laughs> Leon was born. Like I didn't really party or go out or nothing. So... I guess no, I didn't have any expectations. I was I just wanted to be a good dad, you know. Oh. And but none of my stories made you be like, hmm, I'm gonna, you know, whatever, like maybe some of that projectile formula or <laughs> oh, not that. milk puke or no. you know, like the dirty diapers, you know, nothing. Because no, I tell I... you stories, I'd be like, Oh, it's time for his nap or oh I'm feeding him. Everybody pause the Ooh. game. <laughs> Well, no, because I dealt, you know, my little brother got cerebral palsy, so changing his diapers when he was like, what, 13, 14 years old, you know, yeah. versus changing a little baby's That's something baby's where diaper. Nate and I actually relate is I, my siblings okay. have cerebral palsy and he has a sibling with one as well. My parents actually do. I was the only one who was born without wow, it, okay. actually, out of my entire family. So that was something that Nate and I could kind of relate with. We were able to. Were you worried then at all, Nate, that your child would have cerebral palsy? I know that was something that I personally worried about, you know, because I spent mm -hmm. my life taking care of my siblings and my parents a little bit. And strangers would actually put expectations on me when I was like four, you know, five. We came home from vacation one time and they like stopped me and were like, carry the bags in when my mom was like, go inside, sweetheart, go to bed, because I was the only one who didn't have like crutches wow. or a walker or something. So was that a concern for you, Nate? Were you at all worried that your kid might? No, because of the cerebral palsy, it wasn't hereditary in my family. It was caused due to some unfortunate events with my mom and an ex-boyfriend uh, of hers. So no, I wasn't I worried we, about that. I was more or less worried. We both, well, we both talked ahead. about, like, what if our child has A, B, or C? You know, I don't think either one of us feels strongly, like, in a bad way about it because we knew we would have loved him or her no matter what so i mean you just take it as it comes whether it's you know Absolutely. as soon as you're pregnant you know you go through so much together and you just take everything as it comes and if that was going to be part of his life then we were still going to be great parents and supportive parents i think we both knew we were going to be great parents and we knew uh, what we didn't want to do and the things we did want to do. And we talked about that kind of, you know, together. And I mean, that's initially why we got together because we all, we had the same ideals and the same morals and the same 
almost the same upbringing to a point. So we kind of, yeah, we were ready, I think, for whatever was going to be thrown at us. Yeah, I think all, you know, all new parents, you have that concern, especially it's in your first, like, what's going to happen? And what do I have to prepare for? And in my like introduction, I did go over how my kid um, was four pounds, I was induced because I had hyperemesis. So I threw up the entire time Nate heard about that kind of went through that with me. And um, so I had to be induced and he was four pounds, he had a feeding tube, we came home with an oxygen tank, you know, it was really very stressful. Um, We were in the NICU, so I couldn't bring my baby home that like, for 10 days. And that was really difficult. And I think we're going to have a NICU episode, you know, later on, but that is definitely like a very particular situation. And you're never ready for all of the things that could happen. You can sit there and be like, okay, let me think about, and you always know you're going to be there and a good Mm -hmm. parent and present, but you can't anticipate exactly what's going to happen. You know, and what, what, person goes through mm-hmm. you know someone could have the same situation but it could just turn out completely different and I mean you just learn that as you go along but yeah that's rough Chris kudos to you guys my husband cleaned up a ridiculous amount of my innards I mean like it was I'd walk up the stairs and it would happen. Oh, I would drink water and it would happen. I of course was really stressed out about my kid getting nutrients. I couldn't take vitamins or I would get sick. Okay. And it was honestly so stressful. I would be crying. Like I'm, my baby is not getting what it needs. Cause I, I couldn't right. imagine that it was Ooh. if you know, you're throwing up all the time. And I didn't, that was one thing I did not expect getting pregnant. And I honestly thinking back, I don't know how I did that for nine months. Like I literally, I feel like I went into <laughs> some automatic mode And just, you know, like got through the motions, laid in bed and watched. I sadly, I'd never gotten into reality TV before, but I, uh, yes, everyone began watching the real housewives because when you're throwing up all of the time and you're just laying in bed, I wanted some mindless freaking just garbage. I just wanted to depart. Exactly. And I got into The Mm -hmm. one thing that I was like, I'm going to probably hate forever. So that definitely, my husband goes, what happened? Why did you start watching this garbage? And I'm like, your son, your son stealing (laughs) everything from my body. Yes, yes. And it was actually, it was hard to connect with my baby for a little while because it was just so much sick. I was just constantly trying to survive that. It takes a toll on you. Yeah. I mean, and it takes a toll on you, even if you don't have hyperemesis, like your body is housing a human being. So Leslie, did yeah. you have any expectations? I mean, you were the mom. Like it's it's a little bit different when they're in your body and you also have That's a constant true. reminder. You are <laughs> never forgetting that you have a human being in your body. Right. I think I, well, I was really blessed to have somewhat of an easy pregnancy. Oh, I'm glad. Um, you know, and I, I don't go around flaunting that because I know a lot of women have a hard time. And yes. I'm just really, you know, grateful that I only had morning sickness. Well, it really wasn't morning sickness. Yeah, I, yeah, I don't know why it's called that. <laughs> it's, uh, yeah, I mean, it could be any time, right? But I started getting really nauseous and vomiting at nighttime. And those were like my telltale signs of, oh, hey, you know, I think something's going on. But And you're trying to sleep. Um, of course, it happens when you're trying to sleep. Exactly. And I, I think I expect, of course, I expected to feel worse than I did. Okay. Um, but again, like my body took the pregnancy well and good. I, you know, thankfully had a good, you know, had it good with Leon. So 
I think I was just expecting like, okay, anything can happen at any time. I'm just going to take it one day at a time. Um, also, like, I expected um, to get a lot of unsolicited advice, and that did happen. <laughs> but I, I appreciated it. Even though I know we all get kind of irritated with that, I, I just took it all with a grain of salt, like I said before. Just, you know, people generally mean well. So um, That's a really good attitude I really, to have going into this, it. I think both me and I had <laughs> – you have to, I think it, yeah, right. So I try not to have too many expectations because I knew it could be different for anybody, you know, so whatever I read online, whatever I read on the apps, you know, I didn't, I tried not to follow too many things. I honestly, Chris, I didn't even read one book while I was pregnant. Seriously. So I, I actually <laughs> did not either because yeah. you know, I was going to talk about, you know, the overload of information out there. And I kind of did the same thing. I was right. like, I'm going <laughs> to follow my guts. I didn't even do the birthing classes. I was like, I'm going to just let my body and myself take the right just go we've been like I, oh yeah there's something natural about it obviously well it is it's completely natural so I was like okay I'm someone mm-hmm. that could take all of those bits of information and just rile myself up and so and I specifically right. was like I'm gonna have peace during my pregnancy I'm a very anxious person so it's like you gotta have I was like I'm housing someone that I do not want to be anxious so but that's good right, that you, you got to know yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you just didn't read anything and just what to the same <laughs> thing. Just were like, all right, body. Pretty much. I, yeah. I mean, I just trusted God and you know, it's my faith that I just, you know, prayed and I, I did download like the baby center app and kept record of what was going on with my body. You watch those TV. The, the, yeah. So I, I found a midwife who was, she's not a midwife, excuse me. She's um, a mom of three, and she teamed up with a, a midwife who it was called Mama Natural. And I just saw it like a random ad. You know how you like certain things, especially when you're pregnant, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and you do start following certain pages or whatever, and the ads pop up, or you even mention it around your phone, and things start popping up. Right? Oh my god, yeah. So it just it just popped up, and I clicked on it, and I watched a video, a tutorial, and she had like a free class. Um, and Nate, you can talk about it because Nate joined me in on the little classes that we... That's good. It's nice to have your partner there. Did I So my husband, all, well, my husband actually hated what he was like, oh my God, like, just tell me what I need to do. <laughs> He's lying. Uh, someone was straight. They were just... They was going over all the stuff, like stuff that I already knew from watching movies. movies? You know, (laughs) I was gonna be like, okay, so that's how you got all of your information about your pregnant partner was from fictional movies. (laughs) Because that's the realest you can get. No, tell her about what we watched, though. Oh, man, it's hard to remember. Uh, What a guy thing to say. It's hard to remember. They went over a lot of cool stuff. They went over, like, I don't know, like, natural stuff to do. Like, it was a lot of stuff they went over. Yeah, so, I mean. series. Yeah. Okay. So, Nate, like, she said she didn't read any books. Like, you said you watch movies. So, did you do any, like, did you find that, like, there was too much information coming in? Did you struggle finding your own rhythm and way of parenting? No? No. No. I just like you know 
felt bad for Lily because <laughs> she was always like hobbling down the stairs going to work. Then she would be throwing up, and I'd just be laying in the bed like, "Damn, I gotta." It's crazy. Yeah. It sucks. Then, like, she couldn't eat sandwiches. <laughs> so I was sad about that too. There's a I lot of things you can't eat. <laughs> right. Well, each of these videos breaks down like the you know what's going on in your body. Um, eventually, talks about birth and everything. The whole premise is that it's you know you want to do like what's best for your body and the baby naturally. So mm-hmm. whether it's, um, you know, things you're eating that will help the baby, that will help you feel better, um, all the way from the beginning to the end, um, and then watching the birth videos and, like, different positions you could be in while you're in labor or, you know, just there's so much information that they had. And I think it gave me peace. And it gave me enough information. I mean, it could have been overwhelming at times, but it gave us a, a lot to t- think about and take in. And I just felt more prepared. I felt ready for when the time was coming, you know? So we yeah. watched all the videos. Each week we'd watch a video um, and talk about it a little bit. And I think even though he won't admit it, I think he felt a little bit better watching them. Because also the the Genevieve, the woman that makes these videos, her husband and the other husbands will also like give their advice to dad. So it was nice to see like the male perspective yeah, absolutely. from men that have been through it. Yes. So it's important. It is. Yeah. I did watch a couple videos of something similar and it was just free through a hospital, you know, kind of like what to expect, mm-hmm. different massages to do. Um, That's honestly one thing that being induced, I loved, I was so nervous about that moment okay, that would yeah. come when you contractions start. Oh no. Oh my God. Mm-hmm. When do we go to the hospital or whatever? There was something honestly really comforting about oh, yeah. this date. We're going to, you're going to come in we're going to induce you. And this is when it's happening. Cause I was getting ready, right. you know, for that. So I honestly was curious, like, what was that like for you going into labor like that at home? Since I, that's something that I honestly didn't experience. I thought they were going to induce me too. I'm actually, okay. let me take that back. I felt like I was going to go into labor naturally. I, the whole time I kind of just listened to my own body and I would listen to what my midwife would tell me, but I also kind of was like, well, you know, yeah, <laughs> yes, kind yeah. of thing. So, I mean, they have to tell you the scientific things and they have to be very matter of fact about, you know, um, I was, I mean, I'm not obese, but I am a little overweight. Mm-hmm. So they were concerned and they were thinking that maybe they would have to induce me um, by 38 weeks. Mm-hmm. And it was like my 37th week. And I was a little nervous about that because within my natural mama course that I was like, so determined to, you know, okay, this is, you know, I wasn't like, okay, this is what's going to happen. But I, I'd planned on following the same path. You know, I was hoping my body would follow the same path. Um, I didn't want to be induced because I didn't want things to go awry and then end up having a C-section, which is disgustingly the biggest Thing that happens with the women that are induced um not all i don't want to give out false information yes but. yeah they did actually tell me you know i was being induced and they were like if and it was really scary because they were like if he seems like he's struggling coming through yeah. then we're going to have to do a c-section and i was really scared for mm-hmm. that because i did also want to actually give birth to him naturally 
vaginally. Mm -hmm. And I also, of course, that's scary to hear if your child is having difficulty making it through. Do you know what I mean? Like, that's not something you want to hear. So. Right. My contraction started as like cramps. And I thought, you know, is this, I'd had some beforehand, so I wasn't sure if this was it. Um, It was like my 38th week. So, and I was waiting to hear from the midwife, like, hey, you know, do you think you want to be induced? Because the baby could be bigger than normal. And I was just kind of like, oh, I hope my body just goes into labor. And I think I manifested that or, you know, God just kind of was like, all right, here you go. And then (laughs) that weekend, and it's funny, it's the weekend I was supposed to be off on my maternity leave. I literally went into labor and labored for two days. And then Leon came the next day. Um, and it wasn't, luckily it wasn't horrible. You know, the labor wasn't too, and it was intense, but it wasn't as scary as I thought it was going to be. So that was good. <laughs> yeah. I kind of think that I paid my dues, you know, throwing up so often. So my child, it was like, I dilated super fast and then I pushed twice and wow. that was it. Good. <laughs> that was it. And I was honestly, cause, and I, I literally, they were putting the IVs in me and I was still throwing up. I was throwing up until this child literally left my body. So I kind of was like, I paid my dues, right? Jeez. This is why it's just too, but I also had expected right. it to be a lot worse. And obviously I'm sure there's women that are going to hear me be like, I pushed two times and then <laughs> he came out. But again, <laughs> I threw up for nine months straight. Okay. I earned it. <laughs> That's right. Where your dad proudly, and I would never judge you regardless. So yes, yeah, it's not your. It is. You you kind of rile yourself up though. My husband too was asleep, and I was terrified. He was asleep on the couch, and I was Mm. like, "Hey, Tim, Tim," and he was not waking up. So I picked up my water cup and I chucked it at his head (laughs) to wake him up, and he woke up, and I was like, "It's time, you know, we're going." hello, you need to be here. Cause I am freaking terrified for me. I am someone honestly that, and I discussed this a little bit in my introduction episode. I did not think I wanted kids and okay. I also pregnancy and giving birth to me is like second place underneath heights for my biggest fears. I was terrified, but my doctor actually yeah. afterwards, you know, was like, yeah, I would have never known because you also do kind of just go into this natural automatic. I just need to do what my body needs to do right now. And I think you never really can anticipate how much your body will take control until you have that experience. Absolutely. Exactly. It's, it's a natural occurrence. Mm -hmm. You know, we see it in TVs and movies as this scary thing, but actually it's the most natural thing a woman can do. It's the most amazing thing a woman can do. And if you have the right resources and the right people around you and the right doctors and midwives, like they shouldn't be making you feel like fearful of the situation because while, you know, maybe you have a high risk situation, that's where modern technology and science is amazing, you know? And so Mm -hmm. I think that I can speak on it easy. I guess it's easier for me to say because I haven't been through a huge traumatic pregnancy. Mm -hmm. You know, and I didn't go through the same things that you did, but, you know, it's important to remind women how natural it is and that there are great resources if you want to go that route, you know, because our bodies are capable and, you know, we'll be taken care of. But it is, you know, it's definitely a scary, (laughs) when you've never been through it, you know, you don't really you have no expectations because you have no clue what's going to happen. So it's true. Yeah, it's absolutely true. 
So, you know, being parents, we talked a little bit about like, you know, communication. And so you kind of already started discussing, you know, if you practice honest and open communication. And so, you know, maybe Nate, you want to touch in on this, but you know, how do you feel about that? Do you think that having a child has opened up your communication more or maybe, you know, the opposite? Yeah, I'm stubborn. We both stubborn. (laughs) We both Gemini's. So uh, our communication is, is getting better as like every day we I'm starting to learn like what she don't like, like even non, I guess like even like without even talking like her cues and stuff like starting to understand what she wants and how she feels and stuff. And I, I think she feels the same about me. Uh, and I think our communication is uh, it's getting better. Like we communicate well when it comes to Leon. We don't really have any issues when it comes to like, we got to do this, we got to do that. Like, I mean, the other day I forgot to put a bottle and formula in his bag. That was yesterday. She put the bottle in the bag, but then I forgot to put the formula in there. So we're like out and about and stop and buy some more formula. (laughs) I mean, that happens though when your parents, like I definitely have packed a bag and forgotten stuff. Like it has definitely happened where I've even forgotten a diaper and like that's not good times when you're out. So Yes. I'm, I tend to get angrier at certain things like that. He's, I mean, I know you've known Nate for a while now. He's definitely a lot more laid back. Yes. So <laughs> I think sometimes I'm a little more uptight, but I'm, you know, I think as a, as a woman, as a mom, sometimes you are a little more like things are more heightened for you. Yeah. But um, I, we are, we do communicate a lot. We do, we both share what we feel, I think pretty openly all the time. And I do get mad at him. I was quite be like, often, and as a result, but... there's arguments, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But at the end, I know that he loves us and cares about us and he does his best to take care of mm-hmm. us and make sure that we're good. And I'm grateful for him every day. So it's, you know, it's me too. Like, I know we both need to work on things, but I, I think mean, our communication has been good so far. Right. Right. Yeah. Every couple does. I definitely, so I'm more like, I guess in your situation, I would be more like the Nate, um, where my husband okay. actually, if we go by, you know, standards, I am the quote unquote masculine personality in the relationship. So I okay. have the laid backness. Like I really thought it'd be a lot worse. Like I mm-hmm. dropped a pacifier when my kid was like four months and I just kind of wiped it off and stuck it back in his mouth. And I thought that I might be a little more like, wow. And I have those moments. Like I screamed at my husband okay, yeah. when he was tossing my baby up because I thought I'll have his head. So I have a weird mixture yeah. of like the mom instinctual rawr, oh, yeah. but I'm also more laid back than my husband. Mm-hmm. So it's really interesting. So, <laughs> but we actually, we don't, we have like arguments few and far between, but we've been together 15 years at this point. We had like, uh, okay. 12 years together before we even had a child. So we had substantial wow. time to travel. We lived in like multiple different States. You know, we had the room to get out all of those arguments essentially before we had a kid. And then when we had Mm -hmm. a kid, we just had that communication down. And so, you know, of course, communication, honestly, I think is the number one thing, not only in parenting, but in relationships in general. A thousand percent. Absolutely. I agree. Mm -hmm. Well, that's good that your communication's getting better. I know Nate uh, isn't always the best at it. 
<laughs> I think he just has a different way of, of communicating. You want to talk about that a little Nate? bit? No. Why do you suck at communicating, <laughs> Nate? Come on. I don't know. I let everything roll off, I guess. I don't know. I gotcha. Yeah. yeah. And that's good and bad, right? I mean, like, it's kind of nice, though, to let some stuff roll off. I try to be a little bit better at that so I'm not, you know, getting in those mom rar modes. That's true. He's teaching me to be a little bit more laid back. I'm a teacher, too, so sometimes I'm used to being very, like, particular mm-hmm. and very, like, nope, I want it this way. But yeah. <laughs> I have to remember where he's coming from. I have to remember where I'm coming from and kind of just meet in the middle. Yeah. And he 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 does that for me usually. And, we're you know, of course, like I said before, we're still kind of fresh, so we're still learning each other a little bit more and – we do live in a one-bedroom yep. apartment. Sometimes. <laughs> oh man, yeah, you have nowhere to run away to. Exactly, right? Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, you guys, you know, you talk about how you're a little bit more like structured, I guess. You know, like firm and what you want. So, like, mm-hmm. you as a teacher, I assume, are not afraid about being able to say no to your kid. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I love how fast that answer was. She was like, absolutely not. No. I will be saying no to that child. Yeah. I mean, I had a I had a mother who was pretty – I wouldn't say she was strict, but she put her foot down. And, you know, I, I feared her uh, in the best way, I guess you could say. Yeah. You know, so I, I didn't want to make her mad. And, you know, of, of course there's things that you learn – as you get older and you become a parent, you're like, okay, I don't want to be that way particularly, yes. but there are things I really valued growing up, having a mom who is um, more strict on the stricter side. You know, I, I appreciate her because yeah. I think that's why I turned out the way I did because she raised me right, I think. And yeah, I mean, I don't have a yeah. problem being a strict parent. I, in this world, I mean, you have to be. Yeah, I mean, I definitely think creating boundaries for your children is really, really important. And I think that there is something to be said for a little healthy fear of your parents. Not like, you know, (laughs) oh my God, I'm Mm -hmm. terrified of them. But I think that it's healthy to be fearful of disappointing them or making them upset or maybe meeting standards that they have for you and not in like an abusive way, but in a way where like, this is someone that you look up to and you know, takes care of you. And even though I don't think that's how it necessarily translates for kids, it's, Oh my God, they're going to get mad. I'm going to get in trouble and I'm going to get grounded or I'm not going to be able to have (laughs) something. But I mean, that shows that there's, I think some kind of certain level of respect. Like you don't, you want your child to listen to what you say. You don't want to say no. And they go like, fuck you, whatever mom I'm gonna go do it anyway like you don't want to raise a kid like that right well you're your your kid's first teacher you know what I mean so you want to teach them how to live right I mean and everyone has a different perspective of that I guess mm-hmm. but you obviously want to teach your kids to be respectful and kind and Absolutely. Not be an idiot. So, yeah. <laughs> you know. Yeah. And Nate and I actually, there's someone that the it. two of us um, kind of know. And it was so funny because he was talking to me about parenting, even though he's not a parent, and was talking about how he hates when parents, you know, tell their kids not to do things uh-huh. that they themselves have done because it's hypocritical. And I'm like, that is our entire 
freaking job is to test out the fucking waters and then tell our child not to do the very stupid and terrible thing that we did. So if my kid ever came up to me and said, well, you did that, I would be like, yeah. And so I know exactly why you shouldn't do it. If my kid ever calls me a hypocrite, I will even, absolutely. Yep. Sure. I don't want you to do the very stupid thing. And if you do do it, okay. But I'm still going to tell you not to do things that maybe perhaps I have Mm -hmm. done. And I thought that was such a ridiculous idea to be like, okay, I want to make a human being who's better than me, not who is me. So why would I want them to repeat those mistakes? And Nate, I thought that was such, you know, I was like, what a ridiculous thing to say. That was Isaiah, I believe. Yeah. And he just goes on about, you know, how parents can't tell their kids not to do stuff that they have done. I'm like, okay. And you live on a fun planet. He just threw Isaiah under the bus. Yep. Isaiah, don't give out parenting advice. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. It's very true. Dang. We'll we'll wait and see until Isaiah has a kid. We'll wait and see if he still agrees with that. Like, I know, right? Like, hey, one time I jumped off a roof. Your kid's like, hey, I'm going to do that. Yeah, man. Well, go for yeah, it. Yeah, hit it up. I mean, <laughs> I guess with certain things, <clears throat> you already know your kid's going to do Yes. Like, kids are going to experiment. They're going to, you know, test the waters, whatever. But you just have to teach them kind of navigate that. Yeah, and, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, there's things you can't stop from happening, but then there are things that you can prepare for and say, okay, nope, you're not going to go down this road. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, I want mm-hmm. my kid to experiment because I think that's an important part of, you know, youth, yeah. you know? So I hope that he does, you know, not with like meth or something, you know, some limitations right. <laughs> on... Exactly. On how much you're experimenting, but I do want him, you know, especially before he leaves home and goes out into the world, because while you're here, you have that safety net of your parents. I want you to call me if you are drunk and you need a way to get home or, you know, you're getting picked up by the cops because I'm going to support you. And this is the time, I guess, for you to sow those seeds. And I would rather it happen when I'm around than going off to college and you get alcohol poisoning and spend a night in jail. And I have to, you know, somehow make it to another state to bail you out. You know, that's not, (laughs) (laughs) please don't do that. My beautiful son. If you ever listen to this, spare me, you know, (laughs) how old is your son? He is three. He just turned three in May and we have just conquered potty training. Yes. Yeah. And I mean, I'm getting really familiar with my son's poop faces. It's a very intimate experience. (laughs) And I I feel like I'm going to hold on to it forever. You know, he'll be an adult and one day I'll look at him and I'll be like, I just want you to know that I know I'm your mother. I love you. (laughs) And I know the most intimate things about you, like the face you make when you're taking a giant shit. I, (laughs) (laughs) the things you learn about Mm. your children. Now, I mean, we're talking about saying no, you know, and like, I'm sure there's blame culture, which, you know, is like, why didn't you breastfeed? Why didn't you send your child to the best preschool? Why didn't you, you know, there is a huge blame culture with mothers that honestly, I don't love. And I mean, did you think that it contributed to your parenting at all? Like, does it stress you out? Of course it can be stressful. Um, I... I tried to stay away from so much. I'm sorry. I need to apologize for my voice because I have a cold. But yeah, I tried to stay away from, thank you. I tried to stay away from 
putting that pressure on myself because I know that culture can really make you feel bad about certain things. And it's hard as a mom not to feel bad because oh God, yes. you've been told that, you know, you're going to be breastfeeding for the next six months of your life, you know, or forever. Then, you know, you feel like, okay, there's a certain pressure. Like I can do this. And then you get there and it's not everything you want it to be. And it's a letdown. Mm-hmm. You know, that's, that's what happened with me. You know, my doctor was like, well, why don't you try this? Why don't you try that? And in my mind, I'm just like, no, like, <laughs> I don't want to do it anymore. Yeah. Like, I'm tired. This is a whole new adjustment for my life on top of breastfeeding, which it can be really stressful. You don't know. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I did not breastfeed because I, you know, I have mental health issues and it was important that I be present for my child, which means I needed to take what I needed to take, which meant breastfeeding was not an option. And actually for me, it worked out because I was able to up the caloric intake of each of his bottles, which he needed in his youth. So they were like, this actually worked Mm -hmm. out perfectly for you. And I'm like, see, there's this whole culture. And it was bad enough for me that when I was being admitted into the hospital, I wrote like a half a paragraph of, I don't want to be made to feel bad about not breastfeeding. I was that anxious about it that on my intake form, I wrote half a paragraph of, I don't want to hear it. And do you know that I still by a NICU nurse was asked why I wasn't breastfeeding? You're kidding. No, yeah. And I mean, it wasn't in a like, judgy why is it way. Any of your business? But yeah, it's true, <laughs> though. And I was still asked. I was still asked, even though, you know, personally, it's none of your business. <laughs> and, you know, like I wrote on my intake form and everything. And even then, I was still asked. So there is, yeah, it definitely is stressful. And you definitely have these expectations. And people don't always line out. You know, I've heard more women have trouble with breastfeeding and not having a good time than that have. Right. Yeah, and I mean it's a beautiful it thing. Is. I I really struggled. Like I really wanted. That I did too. Beyond. I did too. I completely get it. Yeah. yeah, I think we all do, right? We all want the very best from the nat- most natural thing, which is from our own body mm-hmm. that we can give to our child. But obviously, like you, you learn quickly, like what's involved. And I, I didn't have any insight until he was born. Right. Until my son was born. Really, I mean, and I, I had wished that we had gone to a lactation consultant before he was born so that I had some kind of confidence in it or some kind of background. And I guess I could have done my own research, but I, I, I guess I was expecting it to just happen. Right. And, just happen. You know, I listened to your body. It's going to be fine. But then I realized, well, it might not happen for him, for me. So, I mean, we tried and I stuck with it for a while. I mean, Nate can attest how difficult it was for me waking up in the middle of the night and trying to do that and then have to supplement because he wasn't getting enough for me for the first two weeks. And that was scary. Yeah, absolutely. Because then we saw him like lose weight. Yeah. I mean, I felt, I didn't feel like my, the pediatrician was being like blaming me for him being underweight, but then I felt like, you felt like they were. I mean, like, I honestly, I have a kid who is four pounds and has, or was four pounds when he was born and has always been behind. And I'm not going to lie to you. I have really struggled with pediatricians making me feel like I am somehow to blame for my child's weight. And I get like put protein yeah. in his milk, gave him snacks nonstop, nonstop. I was like, I can't physically force my child. I can't, cause he, once he was done with bottles and they're eating on their own, you know, 
even less control. And I'm like, I can't, what do you want me to do? Take a handful of food and literally shove it down my child's throat. He's pooping, he's peeing, he has great energy, he's sleeping well, but they still, I mean, that's honestly something that I struggle with a lot and struggled with a lot is the guilt Mm -hmm. that I even feel like I get from his doctors. Yeah, mom guilt, it's it's the thing for sure. And I mean, sometimes maybe we overplay it in our minds too because we think people are blaming us for something Mm -hmm. i completely agree we just feel that extra hormonal emotion of like okay you know (laughs) lady like i i did my best like i'm done with this i knew in my mind i didn't want to do it for six more months yeah so i mean it's really easy to feel guilty and feel like you're not doing enough but we have to step back and realize like we're all different things can happen and I mean, thankfully I have great support around me. Yeah. I don't feel like Nate has ever been, why don't you do this? Why don't you do that? He's just followed right behind me in that. So he's changing Leon right now. That's why he's not jumping in. Oh my God. Well, that's <laughs> yeah, Leon. Good. He should change all the time. Yeah. Well, I mean, like, you know, you're talking about that, having a good support system. So, I mean, like, are there any specific ways that you guys have found to like, keep touching base with each other and stay close, like in ways that don't involve Leon? Well, we, we, we try to go out. We, uh, her, her mom's been watching Leon every day while we've been like going to work and stuff. So it's like been hard because like we want to go out and ask her to watch him, but she already watches him every day during the week. And her mom's like, we don't care. We love him. We want to watch him, you know? So, yeah. We, we try to go out or we just, we really don't do too much. We go to work and we come home. I know, right? That's what happens when you're a parent. And especially when you get to like, you're in your thirties, I feel like, and a parent, you're like, fuck it. I don't really care about going out to party or whatever else. I'm going to go to bed and like 9 PM and I'm completely okay with that. Yeah. <laughs> You got to sleep when you can find yeah, it. Yeah, so. <laughs> absolutely. And I mean, so you guys, you know, you have your parents take care of him. Like, are there any like ways that maybe your parenting techniques clash with your, um, the grandparents <laughs> or even with each other? That's all Leslie. <laughs> I think I have the same kind of parenting techniques as my mom. I mean, she had me in the eighties, so mm-hmm. things have changed a lot. So I've had to remind her, Hey, you know, like there was one day she gave him, eight ounces instead of four ounces of milk, but he took it. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> it was like, I mean, the powder she, that she would put in there, it happened, yeah. you know, but um, as they get older, you know, they just have to learn like, okay, I have to double check and make sure I'm, you know, and she'll ask me, you know, what do you want me to do for nap time and what's his schedule like? So I appreciate that. But I think our, our styles are probably the same. I mean, she's a non- no BS parent. I'm going to be the same way. Um, between Nate and I, I don't know, babe. Do you think we're... Nate's over here like, yeah, I'm going to totally be letting him smoke weed when he's 15. <laughs> no. Oh, Leon yeah. liked that. <laughs> no. Whatever whatever mom say goes, you know. That is the right. wise decision. Because like if he smokes weed, I decision. mean... I ain't going to tell, but if your mama smell it and she say something, then that's on you, homie. <laughs> yeah, man. You should have been Ooh, more that's comfortable right. I always about said, it. I'm like, right. I was, I always, my technique is going to be, hey, you shouldn't have gotten fucking caught. Yeah. I don't want him to be stoned. I want him to grow up 
without being the pressure of being stoned. And once you get older, he can do whatever you want. Shoot. Yeah. I mean, I think there's going to be, there's always peer pressure with all sorts of stuff. I, I mean, I'm not in the teenagerhood yet. I am far from it. And I welcome it to take its time getting here. Right. Yeah. For real. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, talking about, you know, you guys and your parenting techniques and obviously communication and stuff, I have to obviously ask the most fun question of all is how your sex life has changed since Leon has come into your life. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I can't hear answer, answer that. I want to hear from both of you. Go ahead, okay. man. Okay. I think it's great. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he thinks it's great. It was good before, and it's still good. Like, it ain't nothing changed to me. That's good. <laughs> That's good. I mean, a healthy sex life is important to a you know relationship or marriage or anything like that. Leslie, you know, hopefully she doesn't pop in and is like, actually, yeah. <laughs> I'm trying not Actual, to fall asleep no, in the middle yeah. of it. <laughs> yeah, no, it's. Uh... <laughs> No, no. I think um, a new couple, obviously. Yeah. And you know, things were fine before, and things are fine now. I don't, you know, want parents to worry about. If parents are listening to this, new parents, don't worry about your sex life. I think that it's important to continue your romantic relationship, especially after your kid's born. Like you still have to pursue your wife. Yes. You still have to pursue your husband. You still have to make them feel important number one in your life because after having a kid you know women and men both you know I think being exhausted your bodies are changing your emotions are all over the place you have to remain um, solid in your relationship and that comes with communication that comes with sex that comes with being you know intimate with your your other person and you know for women it's difficult because after you postpartum, yeah, you know, obviously absolutely. you have to wait six weeks if that's in You're right. Yes, to. it is. Yeah, six weeks. Um, medically, they recommend that. But, you know, you don't – sex isn't always the most intimate thing for some women. Yeah. You know, some are men. Sometimes intimacy could just be laying in bed together, holding your other – you know, holding your spouse, letting them know everything's okay, talking about your day, you know, going on fun dates, do having fun together. I think that was one thing I always told Nate before we had Leon was like, we need to go out and do fun things that we can't do with babies. <laughs> I mean, obviously I was pregnant, so we can't go on a roller coaster or anything, but like, let's go and stay somewhere for a couple of days. Let's, I don't know, go take a road trip somewhere, you know, because once the baby comes, like I knew we would be tied to home for sure. I mean, with both of our jobs and being new parents it's difficult to get out all the time so you know but part of that is like your physical your physical relationship and it it changes a little bit you know because obviously there's so much going on and that's okay that's normal Um, but I think things are getting better I think our relationship is beautiful and we just keep learning more about each other and um, you have to make time for sex and as parents you obviously you can't always do the same things you were doing before. There's no, so. you know, we're going to fuck right now. Let's go. Cause your kid is right. like hanging out in the room with you. Yeah. But I mean, and like the focus, part of the focus of this podcast is going to be 
you know, parents and our lives outside of our children. And it really is important for also, I feel like your sanity, like, let's be real here. Nobody likes not having sex for a while, women or men. Okay, guys, it's not just you over there. You know, like we also like the intimacy. And I also agree with Leslie that like, sometimes it isn't always about sex what the intimacy is like my husband and I will give each other back rubs and, you know, stuff like that. Like you just remind each other that you also care about each other because it can just get. So the spotlight is on your kid. And not only do Mm -hmm. you sometimes forget to give your partner attention. I know at least as a mother forget to give yourself attention because my focus, it is so hard to tear my focus away from my child. If he is awake, if he is, even when he's not awake, you know, I'll every so often, of course, peek in his monitor, see what he's up to, you know, and I'll know he's in bed for the night, but it's really hard Mm -hmm. to break away from that and remember to take care of yourself, you know, and my husband and I actually have a really good communication in terms of if there is ever um, a moment where one of us needs alone time, all we do is ask for it. And we allow that other person to go and do what they need to do. And my therapist gave me a great way to kind of go about it where you ask each other, you know, from zero to 10, where your gas tank is at and say, I'm at a four, Mm -hmm. but my husband's at a two. Then it's like, all right, man, you go and you fill yours up a little bit so that you can come back Mm -hmm. and let me fill up mine. And I thought that was a really nice analogy because it really is important to make sure that, you know, everybody's tanks are full because you both get so focused in your child. And sometimes, Mm -hmm. you know, I don't know, I imagine, or it seems like I can't speak from the male perspective, Nate, that, you know, sometimes you guys get involved in yourself and forget how much us as mothers are constantly thinking about the baby and how it doesn't really ever get to leave our consciousness. I don't know if it's the same for you, but I have to assume based on at least my personal experiences that they aren't mm-hmm. at the forefront of your mind like they are for mothers. What do you think? <laughs> no, I think about Leon Ali every day. He always in the front of my mind. Really? Yeah, looking okay. about my That's like, awesome. I guess I'm wrong there. It's like I really I'm a type of person like if I don't like something, I really don't like it. And like he he motivates me to do what I have to do to provide for my family. Like, I don't know, like. I completely get uh, it. I I like began bettering myself because of my kid too. Like you have this person that you know is going to use you as a role model and you also want to present your best self. So that actually, you know, that makes perfect sense. Yeah. All right then. Well, then I'm going to, we're going to start to round up here. And I think, you know, especially being new parents and a kind of new couple, I like to challenge myself and also challenge my child and my entire family to show gratitude. And so I want each of you to name three amazing things that have happened so far today and three amazing things about each other. (laughs) Ooh. Ooh. All right. You go first, babe. Uh, you want me to go first? Okay. We got, okay. Three things I'm grateful for today are that we got Mr. Beast Burger, which is like a new burger joint in our yeah, city. Yeah, I've never heard of it. <laughs> it was really good. I had a chicken sandwich. It was amazing. Yes, um, food. Two, it's a beautiful sunny day. I can't complain. Um, it's starting to be really folly here. So the leaves are falling. The weather's starting Your to get first cooler, but Halloween it's just really with beautiful. Leon. So excited. Yes. 
Um, and three, I'm just grateful to wake up next to Nate every day and know that he's going to take care of us and that we, you know, we have a great love for each other and, and God, and we're just really, I don't know, no matter what happens, I know that we're going to be okay. So awesome. Okay. Uh, and now Nate, are three things about I'm, Nate. I'm a, oh, <laughs> sorry. Yeah, it's still on Leslie. It's still on Leslie. And I, mm, three great things. Well, first, I'm grateful that um, we can share our faith together because we both believe like God comes first in our lives, and that's so important. Yes, I should preface as my you know podcast or whatever. I am atheist, mm-hmm. but. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it is important. I know that faith yeah. is very important to many people and it is a pivotal part right. of their parenting. Every, yes, exactly. And, you know, if we can inspire, great. And it doesn't have to be necessarily, you know, something you believe in, but I think that God is love and that that's a huge part of how we can love each other even more is that we know that we're always going to be taken care of and that, you know, we believe that God's in control of everything. So no matter what happens where, you know, we've got that. Um, two, I would say I'm grateful for his, his goofiness because yes. <laughs> we both love laughing. We, we're both kind of stupid. We both, oh, but we that's both so have, great. <laughs> I think we both have different kinds of senses of humor, but we're, you know, we mesh pretty well. Yes. Laughing uh, is for the, the most best. Part. I think it is so important in a relationship to be able to share a lot of laughter together. Must. It's a must do. Yes. You have to laugh, you know. Um, And three, I think just his smile, like every time I see him smile, it makes me happy. I love knowing that he's happy and he loves Leon so much. I love seeing them together. So I'm grateful that they have, that he's given me Leon, you know. Yeah. Our little family. Yes, absolutely. All right, Nate. Drum roll. It's on you. (laughs) All right. So wait. Three things. All right. Three that happened today. That happened. Well, I woke up to my fam, to my family. That's a good thing to be grateful yeah. for, honestly, waking up to your you know, family. Like, uh, being provided, like everything we we got, we got through blessings being provided, you know, like we haven't really had to struggle too much, you know, so I'm, just, I'm yeah. grateful for the temperament of Leslie. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and number three. Okay. I'm just grateful to be alive. That's that's pretty much that's like all you know. That's all of it. Like yeah, no. A lot of my friends. And I love it. You know Terrell, Chris, and like he, yes, like yes, one of my best friends, and uh, passed away. He's a great guy. And uh, oh, you know ASAP too. Yeah, like so. Oh wow! Yeah. A lot of I don't know. So yeah. it's just I'm grateful to be alive oh, in a time great. like yeah, this. You yeah, you be grateful to be alive. Yeah, sometimes we forget to be grateful for seriously the simple things like a roof over our head, waking up, being alive. Right. Those are great things to be it grateful is. for. Yeah. And now, Leslie. <laughs> well, what was the question for three things that I... puts you on the spot? <laughs> what you're grateful for? Oh, I'm grateful for that. What's Nothing. so funny? <laughs> I'm just grateful for having such a hardworking lady. Like she works really hard. She even wears sandals in the wintertime outside. I think that's crazy. But the, <laughs> like when she's going to Love work, that. I'm like, you don't want to put socks on? <laughs> I'm, uh, 
I love it. I love the random answers. You're that I <laughs> no, that was great. Like you were just a hard oh, working. Uh oh. Yeah, and somehow we're into Sorry, sandals. Dude. So okay. And number, number two. two. She is so funny and beautiful, and smart. Out those like they all yeah. Sorry, Leon's going crazy. Nate's getting bashful. I am getting bashful. Leon's going crazy. Yeah, and okay, so push through the bashfulness yep. for number three. Uh, she's just my guiding light. Oh, guiding light, dude. It's very sorry, y'all. Leon is deciding. Oh my gosh, she's deciding to pop on in, but that is quite all right. Because we are at the end here. Leon was like, I know it is time for me now. And Leon, I'm going to give your parents back to you here. So thank you guys so much for joining me. All right. And we're going to hit it with what I'm listening to right now, which is Hang Together by Ivy Levin. Thank you for joining us. Don't forget to follow and subscribe everywhere the podcast is available. And if you want to take part in the conversation, head on over to Anchor, where you can leave your comments. We're also on Substack and WordPress if you want to keep up with a weekly newsletter.